Since the 1500s and Martin Luther and the Reformation, Catholics and Protestants have debated, how are we saved? Does the debate continue today? Are we together? Is there overlap? Are Catholics and Protestants in agreement on the Bible's teaching on salvation? This is Consider It, where we're considering questions regarding life, theology, and the church. Consider It is a ministry of Redemption Bible Church here in New Braunfels, Texas. Do you have questions regarding life, theology, or the church? If so, text the word redemption and your question to 474747 and we'll consider your questions. To learn more about our church and everything we're doing here, visit redemption.bible. I'm Aaron Orozco. And I'm Blair Cushman. Let's consider it. Hey guys, thanks for joining us today on Consider It. Um, As always, let's just start with the question that was submitted today. It says, um, can can Catholic doctrine produce saving faith? Can our Catholic friends be saved without converting? Mm, This is a good one. That's actually two questions. Yeah, two questions, and and they're really regarding salvation yep. uh, and how are we saved, right? right. Um, so, right. I, I mean, as as always, we want to go with what the Word of God has right. to say, right? Yep. What 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 the Bible says on how we are saved, who saves us, um, and how that happens. That's right. That's right. I'm glad that this question submitted. You know, on many of our podcasts, we talk about salvation. We talk about the gospel, how we're saved. Yeah. And uh, you know, maybe the listeners has Catholic Catholicism in its in his or her background or something. And so I'm uh, just asking this question and knowing that there are many flavors under the banner of Christianity. Right. And, uh, and so um, uh, maybe there's some astuteness here that there's that maybe there are some differences. And uh, and that's that's kind of coming out in these questions here about Catholic doctrine producing saving faith and our Catholic friends. And so not only is there a kind of a connection to differences in belief, but it seems like there's maybe even a personal connection here. Right, you know, right. Um, because of the prevalence of Catholicism around the globe, all of us probably, you know, likely have a friend, family member, maybe maybe something in our own background. Yeah. Um, uh, some attachment. And so we don't want to just be harsh um, and, you know, in being truthfulness, but we want to speak the truth in love, uh, even as we begin to compare and contrast um you know, what the Bible teaches and uh, what Catholic doctrine, you know, may or may not teach here. And so this is, I, I like these questions um, and just kind of taking it. I don't want to be super analytical, um, but uh, but I do, I think it bears um, just a mentioning here, and especially the way that it's worded, can Catholic doctrine produce saving faith? Mm-hmm. Um, and just even how that's worded, um, I just want to bring some clarity to those who are listening to the podcast of like, well, it's not doctrine that produces faith right um and it's not like okay well if you have the set of facts right and and I, I don't hear me saying like i'm minimizing what is true or i'm minimizing doctrine however we just want to be careful about the place of doctrine in you know in in our lives and so it isn't it isn't doctrine it isn't necessarily truth that produces faith right um it is the spirit that produces faith hmm. you know uh john 3 that it is the spirit who blows where you know where it will 
Right. And this right. is what produces what produces faith, where faith originates in our heart. Right. You're you're talking about the you know the passage, the scene where Nicodemus is asking mm-hmm. Jesus, you know, how can you know one be born again? Yeah. Right. And then and Jesus goes on to explain that it's a it's a work of the Spirit yeah. that someone can be born again. Right. And, right. So, and that's and that's really what you're saying, right? Like. Faith, the ability to put our faith in Christ yeah. only happens if, if the spirit comes in and yes. gives us a new heart and right. gives us a new mind. Right. Uh, so, you know, there's not it's not information based. It's not yeah. uh, a specific denomination, um, but rather it's it's uh, it's the spirit. Right. 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 Especially when we're talking about uh, the what produces. Yeah, faith or that's the, the power. Behind yeah. The, faith. The, the pr- um, because, again, we don't want to say that the truth or the word isn't because it is the word of God that is living in active right it is god's word that is the power of god unto salvation mm-hmm. you know like uh and so it is the truth that we have to come to that we believe in right but the power behind it is the spirit of god um and so you that mixture of god's spirit and us in him bringing us to the truth of god's word yeah. is ultimately what produces saving faith for sure um and so that's where like that the, the, i'm getting nitpicky here but in the producing side of it and so okay, well, let's now look at the doctrine. Let's look at the, right. you know, what it is then the truth that we're coming to. And is that in line with what the Catholic Church um, you teaches? Know, may or may not teach. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, but even as we get to say that, to say that what really, you, and you mentioned it just here a second ago, was this is an issue of authority. Mm. You know, because we're coming with an assumption uh, from our end, um, even as you just said, that the Bible alone is our sole source of authority. Right. That right. we submit ourselves to the teaching of Scripture, the words of Scripture, knowing that it is the Word of God. It is the words of God that prove true. They are faithful. They are right. They are righteous altogether. Uh, they endure forever, Psalm 19 says. And so we're coming to the, our authority is from the, the Scripture and Scripture alone. And that was a major issue back in the Reformation. Yeah. You know, um, because in the Roman Catholic Church, they would deny just the simplicity of sola scriptura or right. the Bible alone being our authority. They kind of have a three-tiered theology or a three-tiered authority of sure the scripture, but then also tradition. Yeah. And um, I believe it was in the 1800s. I look it up here. I should have had it. But uh, um, uh, but the but papal infallibility that the Pope and what the Pope says or writes or teaches is uh, is infallible is authoritative. Yeah. Um, and so, therefore, like, revelation from God is still open, but only through the Pope. Yeah. And so, papal decrees, all those things carry the uh, same weight in the Roman Catholic Church that, uh, you know, that we would say uh, is reserved only for the Scripture. Right. A book that is closed. Mm. It is not being added to anymore. You know, there aren't prophets and others that are receiving a direct revelation uh, from the Lord that is on par with the authority of Scripture. Yeah. Whenever there's a whenever there's a difference, we always come back to it. Well, it's the Bible, you know. And this is it's true. Like me as a pastor, as a preacher, you know, like my words on Sunday are not on equal, uh, are not on equal ground with the Bible, right? And uh, you know, and so it, it is. It is the Scripture. That's why we preach expositionally because we're just going to preach the Word of God, not my opinions, not nice messages, not anything else. Because I don't have anything to say that carries any sort of eternal weight apart from the Word of God. Right. Besides proclaiming the truth that is in Scripture, there's not you know any 
maybe you know novel insight that you're going to give us that is yeah. you know something in, in the mind of god that right. that we ourselves probably couldn't find in the word right yeah yeah so since the the scripture is our authority and and we're kind of landing there and that's yeah. maybe another podcast or yeah. whatever that, i mean it's it's john 1 1 right yeah. uh, in the beginning was the word yeah. and the word was god and the word was with god right uh you know that's that that's that weird like it's hard to understand but but you see that like jesus was the word made flesh mm-hmm. right and it really brings the the importance and like you were saying the infallibility of scripture that's right right scripture is the word of god yeah yeah meaning it doesn't fail right it uh it's without error and in it's inerrancy it's sufficient it's um you know enough for all we need for life and godliness and so so we have to start there it is our authority is the scripture and so then even before we can really fully answer the question then we have to say well what does the scripture then teach us about right. being saved right and I think that's something that we cover in you know every podcast. <laughs> you know, yeah. we, we we cover the gospel, but like you know, we are saved by grace through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and this not of our own doing. This is not of right. our works, right? right? I mean, this is that classic, yeah, you know, section two. of scripture, yeah. Ephesians two. It begins with you know in those first three verses just a real bad picture of who we are as humans. Yeah, we are depraved. We we yeah we are by nature children of wrath. We are following the prince of the power of the air. And then in verse four, but God, you know, right, being rich in mercy, uh, with His great love which He loved us. You know, and uh, and then uh, uh, verses eight and nine. You know, it's by grace we are saved through faith and yeah and and what a beautiful passage right because it's kind of sets up uh it it sets up really what salvation looks like right Mm -hmm. without god before god uh we're depraved right we are we're bound to our sin uh we have no hope we have no aim you know think just a person in a dark room like there you can't see right yeah and the only way that changes is not through uh you know you coming up to the altar it's not by you uh doing something or saying something but it's but god right god has to intervene god is the one who has to uh come in and you know metaphorically turn on the lights we we can't do that right yeah that's like what we were referring to earlier it's the spirit that is the source of the power and so this it's the spirit that turns on the lights um as he Puts, puts the truth of our sinfulness and yeah. the gift of grace and the offer of forgiveness through Christ's atoning work on the cross on our behalf, who, you know, he his he lived the life that we couldn't live and died the death that we were supposed to die right. and stood in our place there right. um, so that we would be declared right before God. Right. Um, and not, this is, you know, it goes back to Ephesians, this is not of our own doing. Mm. Yeah. It is not of works. It's not a result of works so that no one can boast. And uh, and so that's really fundamental. That's just coming back, and this is what the Reformers were getting to there of, uh, right. you know, it's by grace alone, mm. it's, you know, through faith alone, in Christ alone, you right. know, for the glory of God alone. Um and and these were these were mantras. These were these are scriptural truths. You know that you, that you begin to see all across the pages of scripture. Yeah, and you know we're you know in in like the doctrines, right? Yeah. These are, we're talking about those doctrines of of salvation, right? The doctrines of graces are known as. Yeah. Uh, and and so you know even in 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 talking about this and and seeing that 
you know, when we go back to the question, can can the Catholic doctrine produce faith? Yeah. Uh, you know, we already addressed kind of the pr- produce, but even even then, like, well, what are the doctrines, right. you know, of Catholicism that right. talk about right. how we are saved? Right. Yeah. So the, the right there, that now we just have to compare and contrast. Okay? Right. Scriptures are authority. That is just kind of, you know, real, I mean, we're just a real precursory kind of explanation of what salvation is. Right. You know, how somebody is saved. Um so now we have to kind of pair that up with the Roman Catholic teaching. And, right. uh, you know, most people are probably familiar with this, but the, you know, the teaching of the seven sacraments, mm-hmm. you know, and that by um, engaging in the sacraments throughout our life, um, a, a person, you know, can be saved. And so this is this is where those big words that you may maybe have heard before, like justification and sanctification, are really important to understand. Right. And what what does the Bible teach about these things? You know, it's where uh, we're understanding. You know, chapters like Romans three through eight are so important for us. Yeah, for sure. You know? um, because that's really what it comes down to. Like justification is the is, you know is this biblical concept. You know, it's the legal term that we are justified or we are declared right, you know, in the courtroom of God because of what Christ has done for us, because we know we are guilty of our sin Mm -hmm. and can't pay the penalty that is, that we deserve, that is, that is deserved because of our offense against God. And so only Christ came in and done that. And, and And so then God, the judge looks at us through Christ and what Christ has done, it says, I declare this one righteous, right with God. Right. And that's that's really, when we're talking about salvation, that's ultimately what we're talking about. Are we right with God? Yeah. You know? And uh, and then the ideas of sanctification then, that we've been freed from the power of sin over us. So not only the penalty, but also the power of sin controlling our life here and now. And uh, and, the, and the, now the, the grace to live every day in a way that honors the Lord. Right. You know, not perfectly, not without sin, but not under the dominating uh, effect or power of sin over our life. Right. And so we know that comes by grace, you know, the, through the power of the Spirit because of what Christ has done. But this is when we look at Roman Catholic doctrine, they would say, well, no, 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 no. It's through the, it's through the seven sacraments that they have established through tradition, through, you know, popes talking about it and, and really at the, you know, the Council of Trent back in like the 1500s is where they, you know, and even kind of before that and some other councils, um, Council of Lyon and, and uh, Florence before that, where they, um, where they really established these seven sacraments. And that, they're, they're kind of tied, like, why seven? Well, there's some, you know, numerology there. But also the medieval belief of of like the life being in the se- in seven stages, and so these things like baptism, you know, and and we would even differ on that meaning of baptism, but the sprinkling, yeah. it, you know, but in that early stage where you know where grace is infused to you, you know, as an infant right after you are born, and then when you get a little older, then confirmation is the next one. And, when you get to marrying age, then, you know, marriage is actually a sacrament, which is very interesting because yeah. I'm like, well, what about like priests? Are they like, you know, <laughs> you know they, yeah. they can't. Um, and, uh, and, and another one of extreme unction at the end of their life um, uh, or when you're sick, um, another sacrament, the sacrament of communion. And that's a big deal. You maybe even have gone to, um, you know, to somebody's first communion right, when they're like right. eight years old or something. And then penance that, uh, 
you know, the, the sacraments of, you know, paying for our sin and, you know, people would actually like literally pay money to the church, you know, to get out of, you know, to, um, you know, whatever consequences or whatever that they, uh, you know, they they could buy buy some uh buy some buy some grace with God right you know, which 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 that was like the big during the Reformation that was the big that was the big you know kind of catalyst for yeah. you know Martin Luther starting the the like nailing his ninety five thesis right saying that you know you can't pay your way into yes. anything right? right but but again it's it's by grace alone through right. faith. Yeah, and and he was the one of the ways that you could you know pay penance was they had all these uh, they called them relics you know which were um, the you know supposed like the thumb of Mary you know one of the thorns <laughs> from Jesus' crown and right. so churches would have these and they'd be on display and you know so people could pay to go see it you know say a prayer and yeah. it would earn them some favor with God to keep them out of purgatory right. um, or lessen their time there um, and so so that's just penance is one of the sacraments the uh, Eucharist or communion is another one you know yeah. taking it and participating in that um, you know on a on a weekly basis um, and then there's another one that's really for just for priests and holy orders um, and, you know if you're going to go into the, you know, the priesthood or you know or nuns or you know they're different uh, kind of uh, the church offices and yeah. things that they have um, that's that's a that's another one and so in those sacraments you do those things in order to uh, earn favor um, to earn to earn merit with God, yeah. you know, to kind of fill up your grace account, if you will, <laughs> so that when you die, you can cash it in. You can cash it in, and hopefully, then, yeah, you are right with God. But uh, a Roman Catholic can really go through life and do all of those things and never really know have Was I done enough? enough? Right. So there's no limit, you know. You won't find in the scripture just you know a teaching that okay, well, once you've done this and you've gone to church, you know. 1500 times throughout your yeah. life then bada bing bada boom um but then also like okay well i have to do confession or penance and 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 well did i confess every single sin that i confess right. you know did i did i you know did i cover over all the negative things that might have you know withdrawn from my grace account for sure and so as we begin to look at these seven sacraments that the you know Roman Catholic Church would teach that okay these are the things that you need to do to be right with God mm-hmm. in order to be saved they may not use that language but you know we would use that that's what uh, you know the question is asking here I mean just with kind of that understanding there you kind of see where that is different yeah. than the teaching of Ephesians 2. Right. We we would and that's something we would call we would call that like a workspace theology, right? That's that's like this idea that it's the doing yes. of of certain things, right? And in this case it's a very structured religious uh, you know, order of things mm-hmm. that I think, you know, inherently are not wrong, yep. right? They're not bad. They're not evil inherently. Sure. Uh, but you know, it's it's saying that when we do these things, you know, the right way, yeah. then we get right with God, yeah. potentially, right? Potentially. And and that's where, you know, different from where we 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 had just read in 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 Ephesians, and even if you know, you know, in John three, uh, yeah. we see really Jesus teaching Jesus and Paul. They they're they're saying really the opposite of that, right? That exactly. it's 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 nothing that we can do. Yeah. There's not uh, enough. We can't confess enough. Uh, we can't. 
you know, pay enough. No one has <laughs> that kind of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really, it's just this grace yeah. that is given to us by God. Yeah. And then we put our faith in Jesus Christ that saves us. That's right. right. That's right. That's right. I mean, it's just to like, sum it up, you know, those are works. You're trusting in your own ability to earn yourself enough grace. Right. Where the scripture is saying, no, no, actually the opposite is true. Right. Nobody can do even right. close to enough to be right with God. Right. You know, we don't serve God. We don't do good works in order to earn salvation. We do good works. We serve because we are saved. Right. And we can never put enough works or grace into our grace account. That's the whole point. Yeah. Is that, you no, know, Christ put it all in his account and opened up his account for us. Right. And give has given us access, and so we we just simply repent and believe and place our faith solely in Christ, and that's what saves us. Yeah, really, it's 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 a we're it's it's a simplification, right? It's yep. not really a complicated thing. Yet, yep. I think there's a really beautiful thing in 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 studying these doctrines of how we are saved, right? Because I think the more you look into it, you see. You know, some people might say, well, you know, the covenant of grace is a New Testament thing, right? What about in the Old Testament? You know, you can go through Romans and and see that, like, actually, even even our our, the forefathers of Christianity in the Old Testament, they were saved by their grace. Right. Right. And and you see, you know, we can go into it a lot and, and, and just dissect how the law, you know, how that is connected to to our our salvation. But, you know, the beautiful thing of the gospel, like what you were talking about, you know, in the courtroom where where we're trying to justify ourselves before God the Father um, for our sin, yeah. we can't, right? We're, we're, we're like a, you know, a white cloth that is stained, right? There's nothing we can do to clean ourselves, but Christ, you know, stands in our place. Yeah. And him being perfect, yeah. you know, he did fulfill the law. He actually did do all the works, which yeah. is interesting, right? Because we always say we're not saved by works, but really we are saved by works, but not our own works, yeah. right? It's Jesus's perfect fulfilling of the law yeah. that, you know, he does stand, he does stand justified by his own works in front of the father. Yeah. That then that righteousness is then imputed in, onto us, right? Which yeah. is a fancy word for just saying like, his righteousness becomes our righteousness, yeah. right? And that's what's so beautiful about the gospel. It's not, it's like, I didn't earn it. I don't deserve it. Yeah. And yet, because of God's mercy and grace, I'm counted right yeah. in, in his eyes because of Jesus. Yeah, yeah. And that's always been the case. Right. This isn't just something new on this side of Christ. Um that's the that's that's been the message all along. Yeah, yeah. And just like you were referring to, you know, in Romans chapter four, Paul makes this case uh, with Abraham, you yeah, know, the father of our faith, you yeah, know, and saying, well, it was Genesis fifteen came before Genesis seventeen. In in what I mean by that is in Genesis fifteen, it says that Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. Yeah, he he just took God at his word. God, you know, had faith, in other words. Right. And God credited that. It was in his grace account. He was mm-hmm. righteous now. He's declared right before God. And then in Rome, or in Genesis 17, he was circumcised as a sign of his belief, as a yeah. sign of the covenant. Those works came after ah, the right. fact. 
Right. You know, and so that's always, always been the case. And so, you know, here just to come back to the questions here and uh, just with all of that backdrop. So can Catholic doctrine produce saving faith? Well, uh, if if what somebody is believing is, is putting their hope in their ability to do the seven sacraments, yeah. no. Right. You can't be saved because it's devoid of Christ. Mm. Only by believing in Christ, by grace through faith, you know, uh, can anyone be saved? You know? Right. And so it doesn't matter what doctrines you're coming back to. That's, that is the teaching of Scripture. And so um, so through the seven sacraments, no. If that's what somebody gets to the end of their life and is like, you know, gets to heaven, like, well, I did all this, 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 but you didn't have faith? Right. Yeah. Uh, nope. Um and so the second question then, can our Catholic friends be saved without converting? Well, just to really come back to that, like, it's not a matter of converting. You know, it's not a matter of necessarily it's, it's well, do they have faith? And so, again, the same uh, answer is true here. Well, if our Catholic friends are putting their hope in the seven sacraments, um, we need to just show them clearly the scriptures to say, no, this is what saves us. And so right. I, would, I, I don't, I don't necessarily like to go and just like paint a broad uh, brush and uh, and say like all Catholics are going to hell, because there could very well be some that are saved that you know are faithfully attending a Roman Catholic church. Um, I think eventually they would probably leave if they continue to understand and know the doctrines and things that the Catholic Church is teaching. But I don't think that um, that everybody who's a Catholic is not saved. Um, and just like I wouldn't say that everybody at our church is likely saved. You know, right. only yeah. God knows the heart. But right. that's like, and people can have an understanding of the Bible, but not necessarily truly, genuinely embrace it. Um, and so, uh, so. They need to be saved by converting to Christ, not necessarily converting to another church or converting to Protestantism per se, or you know, because that's not what it's about. It's about right. converting to Christ. And right, so, right. no matter who you are, where you're from, that's what the issue that's at stake. Yeah. You know? And so, wherever they come from, we always point our friends, our family, those that we love, to the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. Yeah, I think I think that's you know, I think that's a really common you know mistake that we make you know those in the church we try to get people to buy into the religious tradition you know the denomination the whatever right but yeah. but this the person who saves is christ yeah. right uh it, it's god who saves and it's through christ yeah and so what we should be offering to people we should be telling people to put their hope in is not in my denomination it's not in a specific teaching of a certain man uh it's it's call on christ right and and you know we trust that the bible is true and the bible says that whoever calls on 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 the name of jesus will be saved yeah right and so that that that's where you know like you're saying we can't really make broad statements on either side of who is saved and who is not saved i think the people who are saved are those who genuinely in their heart call on the name of Jesus, right? And then Precisely. and then and then the spirit intervenes and yeah. and brings us to life and then right. and then that's where you're saying sanctification starts to take place, right? We start to grow, we start to look more like Christ and that's where that's where works start to become important, right? And in, in that we're doing uh what we're called to do. We're starting to look like who we're following, which is Jesus, right? Amen. Amen. You know, we can be just as guilty in that on the Protestant side of the aisle, if you will. Right. And people can, you know, be 
uh, you know, all about, you know, being a Baptist or being a, you know, non-denominational or being, you know, Methodist or Church of Christ or, you know, whatever denomination. And, and yeah. it's totally missing the point, right. you know, and I'm not necessarily anti-denominational, but if that's what we are about, you know, about winning people to our denomination yeah. or winning people to, uh, you know, to, you know, to come to be on our team, mm-hmm. um, that's that's not that's that's right. not what we're after. Right. We're after winning people to Christ, and now you know we should have doctrinal convictions. Don't hear me saying uh, otherwise. Um, but uh, but that that's we're just missing the point. Like right. let's, let's bring people to Christ by grace through faith, and watch the Spirit do the work, mm-hmm. and uh, and and watch them growing and flourishing in their faith as they live a life now following Christ. Um, faithfully by his grace until he calls them home. Amen. So, you know, just just to wrap up here, I think we've said a lot of really interesting things and and you know, maybe our listeners maybe someone's just saying like, man, then then what do I tell someone or what do I need to believe to be saved? Yeah. Like, you know, what is just the basic like what gets me in the door, right? Yeah. Like yeah. what are the what is the truth that I should be uh, clinging on to right. that that is that is the saving truth yeah yeah we've kind of covered it all all throughout the podcast but right. here's the you know if you're listening to this and you're like well what am i saved what is it do i need to know well here's what i would what i would tell you is you need to understand that there's a god out there who's holy mm-hmm. he's holy and perfect and unique and uh, and we're not right our sin actually separates us and because god is holy and we are not we can't be in his presence um and 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 God knew that and in love and mercy he sent Christ mm-hmm. who stood in our place he sent Christ who was perfectly God and perfectly man who came and lived a perfect life doing all the things that we couldn't do mm-hmm. and then died the you know really the only innocent death ever you know right. the most brutal death that uh, um that you know is really imaginable all for us, bearing an infinite weight of the sin of, uh, you know, of his children, of those who would believe. And in dying in our place, now we who understand that, who see that, who see that God is holy, that our sin has separated us from this holy God, and that Christ in, in love and mercy stood in our place, like our our response to that is one of repentance of our sin and saying, I don't want to live that life anymore. Right. I'm sorry, Lord. I understand that I've uh, offended you, and I believe that Christ did that in my place. And by repenting and believing, then we uh, walk in newness of life, both here and now and with the hope for a future with Christ. And so when we, we do that and we call on the Lord you know, through prayer and face before God, um, then we can know... First John says we can know that we are children of God. Right, right. We just walk and regenerate. Right, just just as 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 Christ died and then resurrected, you know, we too who put our faith in in Jesus and in that truth, uh, we're made alive Amen. also in Amen. Christ. Amen. And this is the glorious good news. Yep. Um, this is uh, what the Scripture teaches. This is the good news that has been saving people uh, for for a long, long time and will continue to until Christ returns. So put your hope in Christ and. Uh, Well, thanks for tuning in to Consider It, a ministry of Redemption Bible Church here in Brownfields, Texas, where we are taking on questions regarding life, theology, and the church. 
If you'd like to submit a question, text the word redemption and your question to 474747. If you'd like to learn more about our church, visit us at redemption.bible. We thank you for your support and listening, and we hope you'll join us next week as we consider it.